Hi, this is Zach. And Kayla. This week is brought to you by a white blend wine that Kayla's drinking uh, from Day Wines out of Dundee, Oregon. And once again, featuring uh, Eagle Rare Bourbon and uh, Boulevard Jam Band, which I think we've talked about them all before. Yep. I get on, I get on my kicks. I'm not. I don't have as much variety as Kayla does, except for Vinda Days, which is my liquor store happy hour tasting wine of the week. This is episode ten. So our last episode of season one. We already have lots of fun ideas in store for season two, so we're pretty excited to get working on that. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Bar Shoppin, B-A-R-S-H-O-P-P-I-N. So you can follow us there, share and like and tell all your friends. You can leave positive or negative feedback, whichever you feel like. Yeah, and super exciting news this week. We finally, after being on Anchor and Spotify and Google Play podcasts for quite a while now, we finally got approved for Apple Podcasts, which we are super pumped about. Because that means more listeners, hopefully. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. Apple. Whatever that means. (laughs) Fruit of the loom. Apple. Got it. Okay. Good. Um, so last episode we shared that we were under contract and going through negotiations. So I think we want to give an update on that. Uh, we also just left drinks and dinner at Pressed Penny Tavern off of Westport Road in Kansas City and um, had liquor store happy hour before that so should be a good episode for you guys here it's a good night it's currently thunderstorming uh bill's in his thunder shirt bill the dog keep him calm his thunder shirt is just one of zach's old shirts basically i couldn't find his real one it's it's my t-shirt i've owned since 2005 it's been to a lot of places with me now Bill's wearing it. All wrapped up tight. <laughs> like a little sausage. <laughs> you are he does look like a little sausage all the time, buddy. <laughs> uh funny. So, um update on the house. Is that what we should do first? Yeah. I well, I don't know. Do you want to do it first? Or do you want to wait? No, we can do it first. Okay. Um So I guess we're still under contract. Which is Good. That's further than we've made it in a lot of situations. Do you want to talk about our negotiation process? Yeah, I mean, we offered way over what they were asking um, and did our our inspections. We offered... $20,000 over their asking price. $20,000, no, $17,000 over asking because we had $3,000 Yeah, if you count the closing costs. So $17,000 over asking. And then we had inspections done and found out there was a lot more wood rot than we thought because we couldn't see it from the street, really. Electrical, or from the side. a structural, structural issue, a plumbing issue. 
Um, the roof had only a few more years left on it, so. A leak because of the wood rot. So we had to come back and pick and choose what um, we wanted them to try to fix or give us, you know, money for. Went back and forth for a while. They um, We asked for... Um, a couple of big ticket items like the roof and the siding. Um, in total, I think we asked for what, like fourteen thousand? A little over thirty. Yeah, about fourteen thousand. Yeah, about fourteen thousand worth of changes. So they're still profiting three thousand at our regular asking. They did not want to do that. So then we upped the price of the house, which is nice that you. So when you're renegotiating a house, you have a lot of options. You can change your closing cost price. You can change the price of the house. You're still in contract with these people. So there's a lot of flexibility, right? I felt like there was a lot of flexibility, maybe even too much flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, so we upped the price of the house so that we were paying $23,000 over so that they would profit 8000 instead of 3000 essentially. Right. And what we had offered. Not profit. You know. That's how much they would get over asking. So they would profit 70000 or something. Correct. Because they, they, eventually what we ended up offering, you know, before, you know, closing or any of the repairs we wanted done was about $100,000 over what they paid for nine years ago. So. Mm -hmm. Regardless, they're making a hefty profit. And they hadn't done a lot of work to the house. They had done pretty much nothing to the house <laughs> besides um, replacing. I mean, they did replace the HVAC and water heater. Yeah, that was $11,000 bill. But I mean, over nine years, it's not that much to. I mean, 11000 over nine years is not a lot. They had not done really much any, of anything else. I mean, the house, they, you know, inside was. Kept in nice shape and everything else like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just that there was nothing upgraded. Yeah, they just let the exterior rot away. and It was like natural price accrual, right? Mm -hmm. I think they should still have been happy with what they were getting. Right. Because they obviously bought that house um, when the economy was still in a downturn. It was in the uptick when they bought it. but Yeah, 2009... It was still low. Or 2000, when was it? 2010. It was, it was still starting low. to recover a little bit, but yeah. No, it was still really low. That's when I graduated from college and it sucked. Real bad. Yeah. There were but, no jobs. I mean, just to recover from that and, you know, your house ends up selling for $100,000 over that. You've had time to pay off quite a bit. You've got some good. equity. Unless, I mean, unless they refinance for another reason, they were overextended. Maybe that's why they were. They we were kind of. They were kind of. I know they were just kind of buttholes for a while in the renegotiation process. Mm -hmm. And then we were hard balls. We were hard asses. Hard. I don't know. Hard titties. Hard whatever. Uh, and we did not flex. We were like, no, we already said we'd pay 5000 more than even what we offered before. That's like what we're doing. You owe us all this stuff that needs to be done. And the deal is that they 
don't have to pay that stuff in cash. Like they don't have to have $14,000 in cash. It can actually come out of our closing negotiation. So they can take it from the profit of the house, which is good. So unless you're underwater, you're able to do that. So it's not like they had to come up with $14,000 out of their pocket. And eventually they said yes. So we're good. Right? Yeah, we got a house. Well, yep. So now our um, we just all all the final pieces have to come together. I have been getting together all of my financial stuff. It feels very exposed to give all your financial stuff to someone. Because we found out that together we wait make way too much money to get a good rate. Yeah. Kayla technically on her own makes more money than me, so it's easier to put the mortgage in her name so we get a better interest rate, but we'll both be on the title, so it's one of those things where we just, we both own the house, but it's just whatever looks better on paper, I guess. Yeah, so my name will be on the loan, and both of our names will be on the houses, so it's my responsibility to give all the personal finance paperwork over to the finance guy. It just feels very exposed, I will say. I believe you. Like, it's still, it's still here, blows my mind that. What did you buy that. for the last two months? What did? What do you make for the last two years? What like what? It's just so exposed. Ugh. It still blows my mind that you know. Why would you not want two people on the loan making a lot more money? I don't. Do you think you would either. get a better rate because there's you know you can spread the liability out more? But that's just me. But you know you get. Um, a higher interest rate. I can't. I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm sure, but if banks have to hold you in a certain amount of time, they will make it worth their time. Right. So they like. Anyway, banks suck. So since we are under contract, though, um, and most of the paperwork is in. Um, We've also gotten a bunch of insurance quotes on the house to make sure that we're getting the best deal for insurance. And um, what other paperwork did we have to do? Besides like my financials, we had to do insurance. We had to do, oh, we have to get an appraisal. The, ho the home appraisal guy is coming out soon to make sure it appraises. Right. And then it'll come back out again after we get all the work done to the house. Um, I had to fill out a couple gift letters for you. Mm -hmm. Zach's putting the down payment. So he has to gift the down payment to me since the loan is coming through my name. So that's like definitely the most expensive gift I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can beat that gift again for any other. Probably for the never rest of match it. <laughs> Here's the house, honey. Uh, next, I'll be buying me a yacht, and then a castle, and then a country. It's fine. I'm waiting. Do I have to be kidding me? <laughs> um, and then, I'm trying to think. I feel like we had another paperwork that we had to do. That might be it, though. Uh, so we, that was it. So we've done all that. So is that going to have been more relaxed the last, what, week? Yeah. It's been we're really nice. been trying to 
pick exterior colors for when we get it repainted. Yeah. Which, which is really hard. Yeah. And maybe this is a good time to say now um, use our, I know there's going to be an ad in this message as well, but use our anchor voice messages because you can send over paint color suggestions for your favorite houses that way. And we would love to hear them. So because we have been under contract and we've been kind of chilling, we've done a lot more bar hopping, which has been really fun. Maybe more than your average bear should do, but we <laughs> have fun. My favorite was the late night at Brady's on Troost, where the bartender was really feeling karaoke. He's this little Irish guy from Belfast, Belfast. Northern Ireland. And so he was requesting that the patrons, which may be eight people there, um, pick certain songs off of the carry. What's the touch tunes? The it wasn't. Is it touch tunes uh -huh. there? Okay, touch tunes. Which honestly, touch tunes should be a sponsor because you spend so much money on touch tunes already. But you were already playing songs on touch tunes. But he was really getting into it, and so he started making song requests. And then this whole bar, all like eight patrons and four staff people all broke out into song in this little Irish pub on Troost, which is East Kansas City. Well, sort of. Which that is the bar that will now be our closest bar to our new house that we just got. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's only a couple blocks away. Yeah, we'll be able to walk to this little Irish bar that we love so much. And they actually have great food, too. When we were there last time, Zach didn't really eat because he was very um, distracted and making a new friend. And we were both, we had both been drinking all day. So I don't really blame him. But for some reason, I was doing a lot better at <laughs> being an adult. And so I ordered a scotch egg and the... What did I call them earlier? The potato croquettes. Potato croquettes, which is basically mashed potatoes in a ball and fried. Those were freaking amazing. And the scotch egg was beautiful as well. Loved it. Um, we had had food there before, and it was really good, too. So I would highly recommend Brady's on Troost. They also have the largest uh, Irish whiskey uh, selection, I think. In North America, if not the world, I forget exactly what it is, but it's a huge book of let me, whiskeys. Let me look it up. Is it on their website? Maybe. I don't know. They've told us pretty much every time we've been there, but it's a lot of fun. Um, we showed up there one time on, on a, a Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> They're technically closed, but they were open for rugby for the we regulars. Didn't know it was closed. And they invited us in, and we... Had some breakfast, watched some rugby. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we didn't know it was closed. And it's right down the street from our favorite laundromat. Mega Wash on Truist. Where we get, right now we're in a small little place with no washer and dryer, so we pay to get our laundry done, which is actually kind of nice. It's a nice little luxury, I think, for being, for us dealing with, you know, being in such a small space. I think, and the ladies at Megawash love you, Zach. They have no idea who I am, but if he goes in, man, love him. What can I say? The black ladies love me. 
<laughs> Ladies love me. I'm on my something, something. Might be the mustache. I don't know. Um, Might be the big tips we live them, leave them. I don't know. And it's not that we just go there and do our laundry. We are like legit drop our laundry off, pick it up a few hours later. It's pretty nice. So, um, we did that with Brady's, which was a freaking blast. Uh, we went to Mother's Day brunch at a, sort of a fancy Mexican restaurant on the Kansas City Plaza called Zocalo. It was actually one of the only places that we could get Mother's Day brunch reservations on that day because it's a huge thing to take your mother to brunch. <laughs> and it was a great brunch. The breakfast burrito I had there was great. We had bottomless mimosas. Our service was amazing. What did you have, babe? Steak and eggs or something? Yeah, it was like a flank steak with uh, yeah eggs and some breakfast potatoes. and You had tortillas, too. Mm -hmm. It's like almost like, hmm. yeah, it was really, everything was really good there. Uh, and we had never really been there for food before. We've been there late night with our friends, um, Sammy and Mario and Brittany to take tequila shots. Gross. Apparently. So Mario had ordered those tequila shots for everyone, but we found out, was it last week? Oh, we hung out with Sammy and Mario last week for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but we found out that Mario doesn't even like tequila. Isn't that what he said? I think so. I and hate you, I hate tequila. And you hate tequila. So it was freaking hilarious. Like, why are we all drinking tequila if nobody I, likes it? I ended up paying for them all. I was like... No, you so didn't. Not I, the tequila shots. You no, paid for the beers. I paid for the whole bill at Socalo. You he did? Because he had paid for a bunch of other before. Oh, you did pay for the tequila shots. And then I... I didn't know that. And I paid the bill at... We ended up at the peanut afterwards. I don't know how much... I don't know how I spent 70 something dollars at the peanut on like only Bud Light. We did it real quick. No, I food. think we did some shots. We were there for like 10 minutes and we only had Bud Lights. I'm pretty sure. But you guys stuffed them all in your purses and then we left. open. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah. So we were at, um, what is that? Oh, Casey marketplace on the Kansas city Plaza, which is this cute little. Oh, the made in KC place. Made in KC. Sorry. Thank you. Made in KC. It has a bunch of Kansas city makers. So, um, people who make things with leather, like signs and koozies and stuff like that. T-shirts, um, pottery, wine, beer, plants, ice cream. There's all these things in this one little shop on the Kansas city Plaza called made in KC. The best part about it is that there's a bar there. So Zach and I, after our brunch at Zocalo, actually went to walk over and, and look and see what they had, to see if they had any fun things to buy or get into, and ended up running into our friends Sammy and Mario there. And Sammy is a new mom with um, Dawson. He Dawson is not even a year old yet, so Sammy and Mario are both – new parents and so obviously we we're like happy mother's day and then we sat down and 
had a few drinks with them and we had no plans that day. So it was literally perfect. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got a good smelling candle out of the deal. Oh, that candle was great. I don't remember what the brand is, but if I do, I'll tell you guys next season. <laughs> but it was a great candle. If you go to Made in Kansas City, it's the only little candle thing. And they have a million different smells. And um, like baseball field and Kansas City barbecue and remember what they were called? Yeah, there was the barbecue one, and there was, oh, there's so many different smells there. A lot of them are really good. I don't know how they, they were captured them good. all. Yeah, I only got one, but it was really delicious smelling. So, um, that was a really fun day, recently. Then we uh, took some time off, and... Uh... Last Sunday, we went and saw. We went to the Madrid and saw Coulter Wall, the Madrid Theater, which is one of my favorite artists. He's from the Saskatchewan Prairies in Canada. He's like a Canadian cowboy. <laughs> He's about you know five foot eight, hundred and forty pounds. And, Was he that little? Yeah, and. It has like a as deep, if not deeper, voice than Johnny Cash. Oh my gosh, yeah, his voice is really deep. I loved it. So they put on a great show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Zach was a little hungover for it. It happens. What are we? Oh, that was Brady's the night before. But it was yeah. great. There were a lot of talkers in the audience. Mm -hmm. Way too many people talking. But the openers were great. Do you remember what they were called? Casey and Clayton or Clayton something. And Clayton Casey. and Casey. They were great. I don't know. They're they, they're from Saskatchewan as well. They did a great job. Um, and then Coulter Wall did great. Loved it. Um, not like an entertainer, I wouldn't say. He's there to like sing and do his voice and play his music. And if you're not there for that, you need to leave. Pretty much. But it was great i thought it was an amazing show it was better than i expected i think good before that we were at ragazza italian restaurant on main street in their new location i just heard a radio commercial for them the other day advertising their new location on main it was really tasty mm -hmm. um was it when i was tell feeling well enough to eat tell us about how know. tasty it was <laughs> I was just feeling, you know, I had the mouth sweats and <laughs> gross. That's an accurate description. So, um, if you guys, you know, <laughs> Zach and I are both troopers. We do not get hungover very often. It's rare. I mean, honestly, very rare. Uh, but as we get older, <laughs> we find ourselves getting hungover a little bit more often. And so if you want to send over hangover recovery tips or pre-hangover prevention tips, and do not say don't drink because that's not an acceptable answer to this question. <laughs> we would be happy to accept all of them and maybe we will read them on our next episode. Or maybe we'll play your voice if you use anger voice recordings on our next episode. I think the key is just to be hydrated and eat. 
before. But oh, two things I, that you don't do very often. I, I hydrate really well throughout the week. <laughs> but not on the weekend. And then once I start drinking, I don't really feel like eating. Unfortunately, that comes to bite me in the ass. <laughs> but I'm just so full on beer because that's pretty much what I drink. I can't even... Until the end of the night, then I think about eating. I tried to feed you potato croquettes. I know. I was I was trying to talk to our future business partner from Austin next to me. And he I was distracted. nice. I know. He was nice. Um, he was really nice. I talked to that other realtor next to me. Oh, and I talked to that Gen Z. Do you remember what her name was? No. Oh, I knew you wouldn't. Uh, I... I'm not allowed to talk to girls that young. Last week, she was 18... Um, last week I went to Digital Summit KC because I actually work full-time in marketing and advertising and Digital Summit is a traveling conference that goes from city to city and there's a ton of speakers all touting their expertise in digital marketing, yada, yada. Um, but at the end of each day they have a happy hour (laughs) and, um, That, that I think, was the best part because that's where the actual meeting other people thing comes in. Anyway, I went to this session called Generation Entertain Me, and it was about Gen Z. And, um, you know, they look at – I am a millennial, and a lot of things have been blamed on millennials and blah, 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 whatever. Gen Z is going to, I'm, as a millennial, I'm going to stand up right now and say, I'm not going to hate on the generation that's younger than me. They're freaking awesome. And they're going to save the world because they don't look at anything in a standard way, which is different than most Americans because most Americans say like, this is how it was done. This is how it works. We're doing it again. And that's how it's been done for generation and generations. Millennials opened up the door to saying, we can do this differently. But millennials are also the the group of people that say, like, we can do this differently and we're going to do this differently. But it can also be done this old way. Gen Z is saying, fuck that shit. It can only be done this new way. This is the only way for it to be accepted. Like, uh, 70... No, 77% of Gen Z expect their interactions with the internet, any sort of internet, to be voice or movement. Like they don't expect to have to use a mouse or their hands at all. They just expect things to work for them. And that is freaking fantastic. They want everything to be video. They want everything to be personalized. They want it all to like be entertainment and not advertising, which for me as a marketing professional is hard. And that's a fucking challenge, but I'm excited for it because I feel like if there's a whole generation of people that's saying things are going to be different, that's cool. Like go, go you. I hope you do it instead of just sitting around and saying that you want it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, every generation usually complains about the generation after them. Yeah, that's how many times people complain about millennials and don't even realize a they are a millennial, or b (laughs) that's the best that majority of millennials are in their late, you know, 
mid-30s. Early to late mid-late 30s or whatever. Like, we're not young kids. We're the ones innovating shit. We're the, your co-workers. We're the ones buying houses. We're yeah. doing all this stuff. We're not the lazy. Yeah. I don't know. I think everyone, every generation's complained about the one after them. That's why I'm saying right now, I'm going to stand up and say, I'm not complaining about Gen Z. I have high hopes for them. I'm also easily disappointed, so who knows how this will go. We're the generation that stays together the longest now. We have, but we're also at the same time having least amount of kids because we realize this world doesn't need any more fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. And what was that sad about the divorces the other day that I was reading or posted about? Remember I think, that? I, I think we have the lowest rate, but lowest it's probably also at the same time. 50 years or I think something. it's also probably because people are cohabitating without getting married, which is... Well, yeah. You can't blow, get divorced unless you're I married. Know, I'm just saying that that's what the drives the number down. Um, that yeah. blows old people's minds. Yeah, it does. It's very taboo. Still in my family with my traditional old people that I am around on the holidays sometimes, you know. But also a lot of times when people complain about, you know... Oh, the music was better back then. This was better back then. It's called survivorship bias. You, of course, remember all the great bands and stuff that survived until now. Their songs were that great. You don't, you don't remember the shitty pop same bands that were there in the 60s and 70s that didn't, didn't survive. Or people say, well, we, you know, we rode around without helmets and stuff like that. We turned out just fine. You don't remember the kids that have brain damage or died it just people always remember you know you remember the best things about growing up or the best things you know the best things about your generation survived until now you just forget about all the stuff that went by the wayside all the shitty stuff that died like people are going to talk about how great you know 90s music was and stuff but are they going to remember the macarena yes Everyone will remember. I'm just saying, like, that's like a shit, like, that's not, they're not going to be proud of that, but there's, every generation has great things and bad things going on at the same time, but there's a reason those good things survive, you just, because you forget all the bad things and they go by their wayside. You're right, and things are documented a lot more closely now than they ever were before. Right, we have much faster, you know, access to information as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yes, look up survivorship bias. Google that. That's a very good read on Wikipedia. Survivorship bias. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll also post that on our Twitter and Instagram. I mean, it's not really relevant to bar hop and our house shopping. We can still post it. It's fine. We can post whatever we want. I just try to tell people about that. It's our social media at bar shopping. That's true. We can do whatever the hell we want. Because we're millennials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, so also, I was going to tell a story about my mishaps. Do it, do it. Um, but I need your help. Because it's better when you do it. So, I'll start, I guess. Um, Two, a month and a half ago when we were looking at house. Okay. The reason I want to share this story is because I have gotten comments for years 
a couple every six months. Your life looks so perfect, blah, blah, blah. Meh, meh, meh. Everyone has issues. Everyone has their own issues and they're just getting by. And I just want to share this little saga. I got of, issues. You got them too. Um, of how the, it's been the last month and a half that my life is just kind of been like, I feel like I have it decently together, but I'm in shambles. And it's very clear after you hear what's happened. So a month and a half ago, I was going to look at a house with Zach and Becky. And I was out of gas, as I typically am, just running low on fumes. And um, so I decided to find a gas station near the house that we were looking at, which is not the house that we're getting, but in that neighborhood. And so I was over driving around on the east side looking for a gas station. I pull up in this gas station. And you know those poles that are right by the gas pumps that are supposed to keep you from hitting the gas pumps. This one was sticking out extra far and I just crunched the side of my car. And then I was so embarrassed. I drove off and I met you. And do you remember how upset I was when I saw you mm -hmm. and how much damage did you say it was? Like All said and done, probably a couple grand. Yeah, a couple it's, grand it's, from fucking pulling into this gas pump wrong. It wasn't that bad. It's just that's how much labor and materials cost these days to fix anything. I know it's not that bad, but still. And so I haven't gotten it fixed because I don't have, right now we're house hunting, so I don't have an extra $500 to put down towards a down a deductible or whatever to fix my car. Anyway, so that go, that happens. So then... Two weeks ago, Zach and I uh, are walking Bill out on a night. It's like, first of all, it's been raining in Kansas City for four weeks straight, at least. And we've had maybe three days of sunshine. Sounds about right. So on one of these days of sunshine, Zach and I took Bill for a long walk. And for Bill, that's like a mile, a mile and a half. Because uh, he doesn't go that far. Uh, but we had gone on a walk around the neighborhood and it was a nice day and we we're kind of enjoying it. And we're walking up the front steps to our rental house and I pull out my phone to see how far we've walked and how long we've walked. And it falls just perfectly on the edge of a concrete pillar and shatters. And talk about the Google. I have a Google pixel and their screens are supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be really good. You just got unfortunate that it landed, like, right on the... <laughs> you can't just throw your phone on concrete pillars and you, it'll laugh? You can't throw your phone on a right on the edge, directly on the screen of a concrete set that's been there for 50 uh, years. 100 years, probably. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. So that happened. So thankfully, we have insurance on my phone. Do we have insurance on your phone? Uh-huh. We have insurance on our phones. So it was $80 to replace. So I, we got our, Zach is the sweetest partner in life ever. And he ordered me a replacement. And so we got a replacement. It was $80. And downloaded all the stuff on it and everything. And then I... 
think in the middle of this, I lost my debit card. Yes. I could not find my debit card anywhere last week. Zach was out of the house. He was out at his buddies. They were working on his car. I had the house to myself for the night. Two days later, I didn't buy anything, really. I went to the liquor store. I laid on the couch. You came home at like 3 a.m. You're, actually, your friend's house is basically a bar hop-in story. <laughs> it wasn't 3 a.m. I was home by like 11. One. One. It was not that late. Oh, it you felt were, late. You just fell asleep on the couch. It felt late. Um, anyway, so I think it was past 11. <laughs> not much. It wasn't 3 a.m. We'll call it We'll call it midnight. Okay, we'll call it midnight. It was late. And so anyway, two or three days later, I am looking for my card at work so that I can buy lunch for myself in my purse. So I'm digging through my purse, digging through my purse, digging through my wallet, everything. Not there. So I'm like, oh, shit, I need a debit card. I have my other debit card, but I have two separate accounts. One's for fun and one's for bills. And I wanted my fun money account for lunch. And so I went to the bank to get another debit card um, at lunch. And they gave me a temp card and said another one was in the mail. And so my temp card, as the person, the name on the card says Wells Fargo customer because I'm a Wells Fargo customer. And for that account anyway. And so then... Uh, in the midst of this, uh, after Digital Summit, Zach's company was having a happy hour at a place called Kansas Hall in Overland Park, which is known for being a little rowdy. It was not rowdy for their happy hour, I will say, but it's known for that. And I just, people in the area would know that. Um, so we met up there and I brought my coworker, Emily, with me and we had a lot of drinks, but I was being very good. And I had my phone in my pocket and I was not break, like, I wasn't doing anything like exciting to break it. I literally just maybe bounced or something. I don't know. I think you were just, you were just trying to get it in your jean jacket pocket oh i was putting it into my pocket didn't quite make it and it fell so it like fell. On a piece of gravel or something i mean it literally had to be like four three and a half feet or something i'm not a very tall person so it fell that far onto the ground this new phone that i had just transferred everything onto and it shattered not as bad as the last time not as bad as the last time i will say yeah you're right so I'm devastated. Like, how does this happen twice in one week? And so I just leave it like that. I'm like, I can't afford to replace this again. $80 isn't a lot, but when you do it twice in one week, that's getting a little pricey. And um, we're looking at the thing and it says you can only have two phone claims in one year. So I'm like, well, freak, if I have more than two, what am I going to do? So, um, I leave it like that for a couple days. We go to the concert and everything. Um, so we went 
that was that Sunday night that we went to dinner at Regaza and then a concert. Mm -hmm. And so that Tuesday, that Monday, I was looking for my debit card and I was like, where is this temporary debit card? Temporary debit card. I don't even have a real debit card at this point. And um, looking for it, looking for it. I go online. I look at my last charge. It's Regaza, the Italian place that we went to before the concert. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if I left it, you know, when you pay and you leave it in that checkbook. Um, I was like, I wonder if I left it in that. Zach wasn't feeling well and I was like trying to get out of there fast. So maybe I just didn't grab my card. And this temporary card isn't the same color as my normal card. So I probably didn't even think of, you know. So um, I Try to call Regaza, but they're closed on Mondays, of course, as any good restaurant is. And so then Tuesday I call. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. This is the message that I left. Hi, uh, my name is Kayla, and I think I might have left my debit card up there last night. The name on the card is Wells Fargo Customer, <laughs> and it's a blue card. Can you please give me a call back if you have that? And so five minutes later, I receive a call back and it's the host lady. And she says, yes, I have your card. Come in and get it. Whatever. They were very, very nice. Very nice. So I go up there. I go after work. I go to bar class. Trying to work out. Run into an ex-sorority sister. La, la, la. That's never exciting to run into people that you used to know when you were skinnier. And, and so then I go up to Regaza on my way home and I'm in, I'm literally like drenched in sweat. I'm in my workout gear and the hostess lady won't help me. She sends me to the bar and it's happy hour. This place is crowded. I'm up at the bar. <laughs> so embarrassing. Everyone's nicely dressed. Like, Ragaza is a place for, it's not fancy, it's not super fancy. Was it, I mean, you didn't think it was fancy, right? No, nothing fancy, just mid-range, like, the food was pretty good, I think, I don't know, I couldn't, the people, I was not in the mood to eat when we were there. I know, the people there, though, dressed, were dressed really nicely. Like, this lady had on a structured white shirt with, like, a big, what are those big collars? Like a Supreme Court judge collar. Oh, or like an old English queen like collar? George like George Washington, yeah, like George Washington. Or she, like, or, anyway, like, or the, the mom from Schitt's Creek? Yes, exactly. The shirt she had on had one of those collars. And, um... But I also so then, think it's very casual at the same time. Like I feel it, like she had it on with jeans, but still, like there's that uppity feel, you know? And um, so there's like this older guy, he's all dressed nice and he's like having his little cocktail or whatever. And I'm standing at the bar for like 15 minutes <laughs> waiting for a bartender to acknowledge me. And... Um, Finally, he does. And I was like, I left my debit card here. And he's like, what's the name on the card? I'm like, Wells Fargo customer. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, I have it. And so he, like, 
out of her. It's so embarrassing. But it was so loud in there. I had to like scream at him across the bar. It was just really embarrassing. And then I came home and I ordered another phone on my thing. And so if I break this phone, I'm fucking screwed for a year. You're such an adult. I know. So anyway. I can't remember if it's two phones a year on our account or per phone. So hopefully I don't break mine. I don't know if you're allowed to fix yours anymore. It's okay. <laughs> I've never broken a phone before. So, I think we've covered it all. Send over paint suggestions and hangover suggestions. Via DM or anchor messages. Right now we're just in the last phase of if everything goes well, we'll close on June 6th. Not that far away. Mm -hmm. We'll have to slowly move everything over. Get the repairs done we want to do. And then eventually we'll have a housewarming party. Yeah. And maybe you'll be invited. If you're, if you're lucky. If you're nice. <laughs> so if you like what you hear, like and share with your friends at Bar Shopping or um, on Anchor or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 